welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable. Where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys. And we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hi, Hi everybody. Hello, everybody. It's been a while. Uh, it's, been it's been a tad, huh? Several weeks. Yeah. So we're popping back in today. We're doing a little mm-hmm. winter solstice recalibration. And we were saying that James says it's a special because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is this an episode number? Is this a part of season one? Is this the first episode of season two? But apparently it's a special today. I said like Star Wars. So don't. We're like Star Wars now. Like we, Star Wars now. Like a special like Star Wars. Okay. 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 So what we are doing today is we are going to talk a little bit about winter solstice and some of the energies that are connected with Monday because there's a lot of talk like in the ascension world there's a lot of talk going on in the astrology world with this uh December 18th no today's December 18th December 21st date um as well as uh some rituals that mm. <laughs> what I just said get mm noise I was a satisfied happy noise keep going <laughs> Mm. I thought you were making stuff. <laughs> we're, sir, we're going to mm. need you to stop that mm. right now. Continue, man. So we're talking about that. James is going to talk a little bit about um, a ritual that you can do if you do want to really take advantage of all of the beautiful energies that are coming in on Monday. We're going to give you a ritual. We do have the breakdown of the ritual in um the group mm-hmm. and um, we'll be bringing in a little bit of an astrology report from uh, Alyssa at soul design so that she can give us the astrological perspective. <laughs> I just, what? I just, the yeah. way you say astrology report, you are saying it like it's the weather later on. Yes. We'll have an astrology report. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Continue. I mean, yeah, like that's how I'm feeling about it is like, you know, people watch like the news and then they're just like, okay, now we're going to go to uh, Burke Schulman for the weather, <laughs> the weather forecast. What channel are you watching that your weatherman is named that? <laughs> <laughs> I made it up. I made it up. So, yeah, so we are going to go and uh, get our astrology forecast of what's happening energetically because the way that I see it, just like you might get your fucking raincoat on and get your umbrella out, like you want to know how can I best work with those energies? How can I best like utilize them and sort of hop into the flow of the energies, right? Mm. Um, yeah, and then we'll talk about what the sneak peek of mm. a little, little, just a little peek at well, season two. Just a little, yeah, a little peak like little 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 nipple (laughs) 
the nipple of season two. <laughs> Just the tip of season two, and that's it. And then you guys are going to have to tune in for the rest. <laughs> Solange is somewhere just oh shaking her head. Oh my god, Solange. Solange, I feel like ugh, too much, right? So, hi Whitney. I see we have um Whitney. There's a lot of people that it says like Facebook users. Oh, see, yeah, this is like yeah, basically the weather. Yeah, she agrees with me that that's just how it is. Um so we're happy that you guys are here. I want you, I think you should dive in. I really want you to like talk about this beautiful winter solstice well, ritual. Okay. Yeah. All of that stuff. Well, what I love, we both reviewed, uh, someone broke it down. I don't know if you have that card that you sent me right in front of you, but the winter solstice, it's a, it's a beautiful time to, they're talking about solidarity and finding the power in solidarity that you can find during the winter solstice. And I think that's especially cool and vital right now since we're kind of under forced solidarity to like yeah. really find that pa- that power and that passion within and the ritual that was broken down for the group it does involve wait, other- wait. hold on should we, dive in? should we talk about winter solstice like energy in general first before we go to the ritual you told me to dive in and you stopped okay. me to dive. i'm sorry go keep diving now my dive's fucked you fucked my dive. <laughs> but, but I'll be quick about it. So anyways, it's about diving into it. It's, you know, the longest part of winter. It's supposed to be the 21st. So it's time for inner reflection and to really figure out exactly how you want to use your energy for it. breaks it down for the next three to 12 months. I would suggest really focusing on three months because, like, if you're trying to fucking channel your energy are, for the whole year. Are you year. projecting that on other people? It's projecting that other people aren't ready for that. So this is what you're you doing. Do right what's now. right for you. You do what's right for you. Don't let him project. What it was a suggestion, him. Ashley. A suggestion, <laughs> not a demand. You, you and the new professional microphone have gone to your head. I don't know who you are. Who think you, you can are. Keep going, it. sir. Go ahead. <laughs> so, anyways, the, the the ritual that we presented to the group involves the goddess Decima who is in charge of really pulling the thread of life and destiny and rebirth. She's the goddess of birth. So what, what do you like creatively do you want to birth this year? Like energetically, what do you want to birth in the coming year? No more giving actual birth though, actually that's not on the table. So don't get any ideas, but what's this new year going to look like for you? And it all starts with winter solstice. So there's the breakdown on that. And we have some beautiful graphics made by James Lester himself that break down exactly how to do the ritual if you join our group, which is the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable. And so you don't have to, like, remember everything about it. Um, I feel like I should read this Winter Solstice card because it's like, ooh, it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And so it says that... um, It says reflection on the card and it says review the past year and ask yourself what the most important lessons you have had to learn are, what you've accomplished and what dreams and visions you want to manifest in the upcoming year. Whether it's been a relatively smooth ride or a challenging series of events, acknowledge your experience as being the work of source, no matter what your judgments, fears or joys are. Honor whatever has happened over the previous several months with gratitude and forgiveness, then let that fucking shit go. 
and allow yourself some solitude so that you can spend some quiet, slow time in reflection. Once you feel complete, reflect on your present life, especially focusing on what you are grateful for. When you are finished, considered what is to come, all the different possibilities and potential that exists before you. Allow your imagination to roam without limitation or ambition and see what shows up. Notice how you feel in your body, whatever scenario plays out in your mind. These are previous, oh, these are previews of what's gestating and can manifest and grow and cared for properly. So not actual birth, but sort of creative birth. That's from this like earth magic. So real quick question. Mm -hmm. Did that Mm -hmm. card have those dirty words on it or was that your dirty? That was my ad lib. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was my ad lib. Hi, Simone. Solange can drop a, a link down below about how to join the group. Um, we'll drop that link for everybody if you guys want to join our our between in between discussions of all so, this stuff. So, is, should we should we pose it to the people watching right now, like their own year, their own year in review, like what they really have seen come to their own challenges and really what they want to manifest in yeah the lessons that were learned this year and what's to manifest for the coming year yeah i want to say the lessons the wins and like what's what's being birthed in 2021 so drop some of those down like in the comments for those of you that are watching tag your friend and tell them like hey like come be in a space space of like space of reflection whatever it is that we're doing here right now in this moment um (laughs) And then the pentagram is associated with the ritual that we have in there. And you did a bunch of research because I feel like usually people are like, that is evil. Let's well, burn yeah. that. Burn them at the stake. Isn't it a star diagram? Right. And so talk about the pentagram. No, you don't well, like that impression. <laughs> well, sometimes you sound like a Muppet. A very angry Muppet on <laughs> the drug habit sometimes. So it kind of sounds like <laughs> like Cookie Monster was like on a hot one right now. So it's a bit jarring to think of Cookie Monster angry about a pentagram. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to quickly get through this because on Halloween while I was posing facts to the group, Ashley told me that not to. So I'm just gonna point that out. So pentagram, real quick. So in ancient, ancient times, it was first used by uh, the Chinese and the Japanese as a symbol for the five elements of life, which they believed were fi- uh, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. Uh, East, uh, early Christians actually started to use it as the symbol for the star for uh, Bethlehem. And then during the Inquisition period, an upheaval erupted and the church started killing off people that weren't Christians. So a lot of people that did not necessarily agree with that religious rule or with those religious uh, ideals, they went underground, the pagans, and they started mm-hmm. using the pentagram themselves. Uh, they started to develop the science of alchemy. And so back then, um, the, the pentagram was meant, it symbolized what they thought man was made up of, which was fire, water, earth, and the psyche. The pentagram was still and is currently used by the Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints as a symbol of harmony. And when the Wiccans really adopted the pentagram, what it means for the uh, primarily for the Wiccans, it represents the four elements, earth, water, fire, um, water. And then the fifth uh, point on the star represents the balance of it all, which is spirit. So a lot of people get the um, upside down pentagram confused with the actual pentagram. The upside down pentagram, which was adopted by a large portion of the the Church of Satan, it's upside down because it's depicting... um, the rejection of heaven and all things spiritual. 
So when we use pentagram, pentagram means very harmonious things. It means nature. It means spirit. It means the elements in which we thrive upon, that we live upon. And it's the upside uh, down pentagram that everyone assumes like, oh, my gosh, that's evil or it's dark magic. So just to take the stigma out of it, the pentagram actually has beautiful meaning behind it. And it's all about nature and about spirit and about psyche. So anytime you feel uncomfortable with the pentagram, like really look to make sure that you're not buying into a bunch of bullshit, basically. Because the pentagram. Wait, did you ever watch the episode of Wife Swap where like the super like extremist, like Catholic or Christian woman was sent to the spiritual woman's house who was having like a solstice party and they had like the big pentagram and lights. Did you ever watch that one? It was a good one. I might have to post that in our group. I was not a huge follower of the wife wife swap series. Well, she was just so. like, it's on Christian. They have the pentagram too. <laughs> and like there she was like, the lady was like losing it. Have you guys seen this? Because it is like my favorite, favorite episode. One. Did you, See, were you like, huh? Were you like very devout to the series? Like no, but somebody shared it with me, and this lady just like losing her shit, like on all these, like the spiritual woman was just like of love and just doing these things with her tarot cards, and like the other lady was just like losing her shit, <laughs> and it was just she was like, of course, like they do that on purpose, but it was just the funniest fucking thing ever. So sorry, go on. Well, you you kind of experienced that a few times as you've come into your own where people are like like telling you that it's evil or it's satanic or it's dark and then if you're like looking at the actual history i knew some of this history but the pentagram is like a beautiful fucking symbol you know and then yeah and tarot like the pentacles which i feel like is just like the whatever the physical manifestations are so they're saying like that's what makes up man and like if in that it would basically be like anything that's a physical manifestation like money or anything anything of that nature and so but i didn't use the rider weight deck at first because like i had i was like afraid to like pull a card that was like death or devil but like I know now that it's just like, yeah, this is just all energies. We're working with energies and there's a shadow and there's light and it all exists. But like at that point, I was too kind of freshly tender into feeling, uh, you know, the fear of judgment of stepping into that, that like I had to go with the fucking Doreen Virtue card, only angels and fucking unicorns because that felt safe. But then lo and behold, right? Like I listened to that podcast episode that it's like, of you know the whole story of during virtue sort of like basically leaving and you know basically saying don't use anything like revolt against the new age everything and um that they were explaining that like she herself was not comfortable with the shadow that's why she was doing work that removed all of the the shadow kind of elements or the darker things but like spirituality is about embracing all of it and being with all of it and not um it's it's not about just one or the other right like it is that it is all here that and that you cannot have the light without the dark right that it's just all existing within each and every one of us in different ways well for me i think that's why people have such a disenchanted human experience or like a spiritual experience here on earth often is because they don't want to address like death or darkness or the other side of it so when it comes around because it is part of our earth experience they freak yeah. the fuck out with it or they're so uncomfortable with it or don't know how to touch it or embrace it or get through it. And like, that's why shadow work is so important to understand yeah. it's, it's all part of the experience. And so like, 
you know, a dark representation on the card doesn't mean you're working with evil. It means you're examining it and understanding that it's yeah. part of the flow of our, our, our spiritual experience. Completely. Yeah. Like for me, it's like the death means like a rebirth of something new. So there's a part of our ego is like the ego death is always talked about. It's like, there's so many ways to take it, but you and I always talk about too, about like the societal discomfort with talking about the like deep, dark stuff, like about trauma and sexual assault and addiction and all of the, all of these things, right. Or even like the motherhood aspects, like the, the messy parts of life in general and how we feel people say like, all things shall pass, you know, or this is just a phase and it'll get better or just think positive and sort of doing the spiritual bypassing or the toxic positivity bullshit. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like, I think that that's what keeps people that are stepping into it, like out of anything that feels dark or heavy is that they've been told over and over again in their life that like, we don't go here. It's not socially acceptable to talk about or be in any of these areas. So just skip them. Don't even fucking think about them or especially don't talk about them, right? Like it's been kind of beaten into us all throughout our lives. Well, toxic uh, toxic positivity has been coming up a lot in my own experience right now, working with other people. And, you know, I, I am one that d tends to always look for the positive in things or like, you know, the light in things, but that doesn't mean we ignore other things and just try like I remember we're on the beach with Sandy that one time we we're talking about how people are so toxic positive and tell you to shut up if you talk about anything dark or death or yeah. depression or like suicidal thoughts like don't don't even talk about it and it's like the more you repress that stuff the more you, you actually give it energy and it gets mm -hmm. to fester and grow so I think it is very really important to talk about the dark side of things you know so you can face it and not have fear with it you don't give it energy if you're not afraid of it you know, I have a very weird relationship with death. I just don't fear death anymore. Like it's part of the life experience, a continuation of the life experience. So I think the more you hold it up to the light and examine it, the more at peace you are with it. Mm. Perfect transition. Because speaking of the light, like I think that that's about the winter solstice as well, that it's really signaling the return mm. of light. And so should I talk about um, some other things that are happening from like spiritual perspectives are you ready for that i'm ready for it i've been born <laughs> ready for it <laughs> um so i i will follow it with doing like a quick little um astrology report by Alyssa at soul design but i um feel like there's going to be a few layers to this because there's the astrology of it and then there's also a few different cultural and spiritual perspectives on what's happening and I think what I'm going to focus on is maybe like the thing that they seem to all agree on, because I do think that there's a lot of different theories about what happens spiritually on December 21st, like everything from like everyone basically freezing, like we've read things and channeled things like that, where everyone's basically going to like freeze in their physical body while, while basically shit goes down and <laughs> in, in other realms and like sets us into this new motion, like all at once, right. Mm. To more subtle things of like it happening over time. Like I think um, some people have explained it to us as like, Oh, there's like a lot of different possibilities still that like we haven't even chose exactly 
uh, what our exact timeline is going to be of what happens on the 21st. Um, astrologically, though, it's a grand conjunction, meaning Jupiter and Saturn are coming back together. And um, it's been since like 20 years. So since the year 2000 that this happened, but it's been 400 years since they've been this close in alignment. And so that is a really big thing that's like creating all of these different energies. That's also the the energetic side that's really driving all of these different changes. And so this specific article drew on Aborigine um, as well as Mayan like kind of prophecies. And then I also saw the overlap as well of what I'm hearing in like the spiritual community right now as well, that basically they see that all of these energies create a higher frequency that basically shifts the way that mankind is showing up. This also correlates with like the age of Aquarius and how we're about to enter into this next really big golden age. And so with these higher frequencies, it's said that we are able to then hold in our physical bodies a higher frequency ourselves, that we're able to stay in a higher vibration after these changes occur. And that creates the ripple effect across humanity of why we, we keep talking about this mass awakening and why it's associated with um, with December 21st as well. Um, but what I'm hearing in these different prophecies and what like the Aborigine culture is talking about is that a lot of it depends on what the vibrational state is of humanity on December 21st. So this Monday. So all of you guys need to like call grandma, like, you know, on that day, like tell your friends, like as many of us as possible need to be in a state of like joy or love, like anything that's, that's like that love or above frequency is really fucking important on the 21st. Um, because this pro specific prophecy and many of them are seeing that depending on if the vibration of the collective humanity feels high enough and it's going to be like the average, right? Um, that'll, that'll kind of choose how things play out or what humanity feels ready for. Um, but if things do kind of kick off into this gradual ascension process of the earth going on to this, um, basically a, a escalating or a raising of the frequency of the planet, um, if that does happen, then basically it's said that there's going to, there's going to be sort of a, a split that that'll it'll either maintain sort of whatever our current Schumann resonance or vibration, however they measure it, is today, or it'll be at a much higher, much much higher uh, frequency, and that based on the individual and what their frequency is, is what their spiritual level of kind of growth and development is, um, that they will essentially sort of it's very automated, I guess, vibrationally wise, they'll go to the one that's most aligned with them and their soul and their development, whatever their higher self is choosing for them based on what experience they chose when they came into this lifetime. And so that is, um, at least like what I am seeing sort of collectively, um, what the overlap is for the 21st. Do you have anything else to, to add anything? Anything I was just imagining having that phone call with grandma on the 21st and be like, grandma, no, grandma, stop complaining about love. You Are you being about love right now, grandma? And I don't know how that's going to go over, but I'm into it. But yeah. Like, My grandma likes coloring books. So honestly, maybe I should like, and honestly, like we probably should all be calling our grandmas more. So call grandma if you still have one and like, just love on her. And she's going to be like, so happy. Right. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
why are you so cute sometimes? It's so <laughs> you discombobulate me with your cute innocent sometimes. But yeah, well, I of course me in the totally be about other beings in the galaxy, like everything that I've been reading about this, about like you know, let's be let's be real. Disclosure has already happened, but full disclosure and coming more in contact with other beings. Like the twenty first is supposed to be a bigger break, a more reveal, more will be revealed, so to speak. We're supposed to come in closer contact. Um, bigger things just has come out. I think you saw that that uh, article I posted about the Israeli uh, f- former mm-hmm. government insider saying there yeah. is a galactic federation and it exists and our president knows about it and mm-hmm. we're just not ready for it. So me being so excited for coming in contact with otherworldly beings, like I really hope that we do get on another frequency so we are ready for that kind of information because I think it's so, such an exciting time to be on this Earth experience, even though it seems so troubling right now and it seems so isolated and frightening because of the pandemic. It's our chance to go within to really get on that next vibration so we can have the next level of spiritual experience here on Earth. So I am excited for it. I'm definitely going to call my grandma. I'm going to call, I'll call yeah. other people's grandmas. Tell Mimi, I said hi. I, I will. Thank you. <laughs> so are you going to go over this astrology report? Yes. Um, okay. So I, I want to, we'll drop it in the comments as well. Cause Alyssa of soul design was like kind enough to put this together. Cause she fucking knows what she's talking about. Whereas we just have to tap into experts like her on astrology for this information. Um, so I basically just ask of like what she is um, seeing kind of for, she actually did it kind of for like the year ahead of like what she's seeing in the years to come based on the age of Aquarius. Um, so she actually doesn't think on the 21st that it's going to be an obvious shift in energy. So I think what I take from that is like, don't, don't feel like nothing's happening. If it doesn't seem like earth shattering that day that she thinks that it's going to be more slow, much more gradual. And that we'll be able to point back to that day of seeing that as the beginning of something significant, but that, and I think that that's a good expectation to set for everybody. Right. A a lower Um, expectation, a lower expectation. (laughs) Well, no attachment. We're not going to have any attachment to the outcome, but she says that we'll probably see um, similar energy in 2021 as 2020. So to not feel like, Oh, it's just a new day, like in 2021 and like feel like some kind of a letdown that like, shit didn't magically on December 31st go away with the end of the year, but that uh, there's a lot more death and destruction to go through to see the transformations that it serves a purpose. She said that 2022 though is looking like a much more positive year. And that's when we're actually going to start seeing the rebuilding of the humanity, like the rebuilding of things like in a new and and different way. Um, And so she was saying that like, that basically, uh, keeping the earth, you know, planet earth being more, um, you know, friendly to this planet that is so kindly letting us like live here and be here right now that we depend on and rely on, like actually like allowing mother earth to be a part of it. And Gaia, um, she was saying that the next year, she does think that a lot more people are going to start questioning authority. Yup. Uh, that the way that things, um, are right. Like just questioning the way that things are. And basically, um, 
Wait, I lost my place here with what I was saying. <laughs> Questioning authority, causing destruction. Yes. Um, asking more questions, trusting our body and what feels right for us. Not so much going with trends, but making more informed decisions, like out of free will choice. She sees spirituality becoming more popular, more spiritual leaders being more in demand. Yes, girl, as people will start basically to want more guidance as they're starting to understand this whole new, this paradigm, like, you know, that things are a lot different than what they thought that they were. She sees plant-based diets becoming more of the norm Hmm. um, and more restaurants, including vegan and vegetarian options. Um, And she also thinks there's going to be a boom in online business as more people are stepping into their power and following their dreams. Completely true. Leaving the state of fear and current capital, like capitalism is keeping us in. So Yes. Thank you, Alyssa. So I did um, put, if you guys are curious of what she's up to and what she does astrologically, I just wanted to make sure that we dropped her her info in the comments for you guys, because I'm grateful for you. I hope I, I did right by your information, Alyssa, um, for sharing that with us, because that is kind of, I think, what the age of Aquarius is all about. And she was kind enough to translate it into like, well, what does that fucking look like in real life? So yes, girl. I I would love this Alyssa individual. We need to have her on here chatting with us. Mm-hmm. Are, are you oh, working on that? Are we, we getting yeah. that together? Yeah, well, maybe we should see what our upcoming topics are and when Alyssa... Oh, good segue. I have that it. shit already. <laughs> In my head, girl. So let's talk about the up t- upcoming topics for the roundtable and see where people mm-hmm. are interested, see what gets people's blood flowing, see uh, what we have coming our way. So do you want to start to go over what we're going to be talking about in the coming months? Yeah. Um, there was a few questions I realized um, as well. So Janine was asking about exhaustion. Oh, God, um, Janine. I feel that today, Janine. Sorry. I read that. I, I feel it. Go on with the question. Yeah. Well, I think part of that is like, there's been a a lot of like eclipse energy. I feel like we have a lot of wise people that watch as well. So if you guys know more than this, like, please drop it in the comments. Um, Janine was asking about that. And I think that, um, we are like, we came out of the new moon like earlier this week and it's still kind of in a transitional period before we get into that more like yang or masculine energy. So I just feel like as well that this is, still the time like from the new moon and 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 shortly after it to be in that like rest and restore sort of getting ready for that new phase of the lunar cycle and sort of letting that that excitement of what's to come and be created to kind of be be built so that we're ready to go into like the more yang kind of masculine energy of things with the next moon phase anything to add there no. It, it's been, I don't know about for everyone listening right now or in the future, but it's kind of been a zap lately, like a lot, especially the last couple of days. Like I have felt those days of fatigue where I overextend myself, yada, yada. But like the last couple of days, it feels like someone has like literally zapped my energy or I've allowed my energy to be depleted. Like even I didn't get up till like 2 p.m. today and that's unheard of for me. So I'm, I'm feeling that too and that, that need to find the recharge. So I totally mm-hmm. feel the on that. How have you been feeling about the current state of energy and the shift? Well, better these last few days because my baby is sleeping more than two to three hours and not waking up all throughout the night. So, 
<laughs> it's kind of hard sometimes to be like, is it being a mom or is it energetically? Like, how do I differentiate? Like, yeah. Okay. All right. I can feel that. Get behind that. So because she's been sleeping, I've been feeling more energetic, but I feel like it's rising again. Okay. Good enough. Good on board with that. So do you want to talk about the upcoming calendar or what? What's your deal? <laughs> yes. um, so we are going to start off, um, well, January 8th, I guess, is the official start of when we're back and when we're back in the saddle here, filming, filming, recording, whatever we call it in 2020. <laughs> Gath- <laughs> gathering. We'll call it gathering at the round table. <laughs> And so Ascension, we're just going in hard and deep with Ascension. <laughs> this is the shit that you do. And then you tell me that I bring that energy. This is the shit you do. And people that don't watch our faces don't understand what you're up to. And they're just going to hear you on the podcast and be like, oh, she's not doing anything nasty or perverted. Go on. Ascension. But I'm telling you that it's the impact of your energy that we're co-creating this energy <laughs> together. And it's your energy that you bring in that it like rubs off. That dirtiness rubs off. See, Whitney knows what I'm talking about. So rubs on, rubs on. Okay, go on with Ascension. Explain Ascension a little more. Well, I think that some people get freaked out, even like my spiritual friends feel like, like Sarah, she's just like, I don't like that word because it's like people talk about it and it's like, seems like rapture from the Bible. (laughs) And it's kind of weird and I don't like it. And, but it's really just about, like how we were talking about Gaia raising the frequency, Earth raising its frequency so that we can hold a higher frequency as well. As um, and, and that we're going to try to lure her back. Actually, um, there's a woman, my three, that we had on that kind of started to go into Ascension. And we're going to try to lure her back. Maybe you guys can all write her letters and tell her that you loved her on the podcast. So she like feels like we're really popular. She's just like, oh my God, they have so many viewers. They're asking me to come on again. It's just so. you and I writing in different right. colors. <laughs> <laughs> writing with our left hand and different colors. Trying to lure her back yeah. on. Yeah. But See, yeah, I- like we're going to dive into like the perspectives on it and the different things with related to Ascension. See, I have the opposite energy for Ascension. I figure the more radical, the sooner, the better. But I mean, that's, yeah. I guess, because I have no, like, uh, everyone I, I talk to about it, they have kids and they're like, what about my kids? And I'm like, let's go. Let's be ascended. Let's get the fuck out of here. Well, but, um, kids already, like, are holding usually a, high, a great frequency, like, because they haven't been subjected to all the conditioning mm-hmm. and subconscious limiting things that adults have. And so I think that. I think it's fine. But I think that, I mean, I know that, that there's weird things to think about, about like thinking we're going to freeze. We're going to be in suspended reality for three days. Yeah, of course. I'm just like, I'm fine okay, with it. so my toddler can uh, just get him with the iPad and maybe this <laughs> thing it's working. I'll just kind of breastfeed the baby. Yeah. <laughs> when you read these scenarios and you're just like, how is this going to go in real life? Like, you know, but we don't know. We just really don't know. And um, I think that people think that with Ascension, though, that like if it were to happen too quickly, then a lot of humanity might be left behind. And that like if people are just like, well, fuck them, if they're not ready, then they're just like, OK, that's how we know you have further to go. Because I think it's like I think that source loves sort of all souls. Right. Yeah. So it's wanting to make sure that everyone's ready and that people aren't left behind if they're supposed to move forward right 
Well, I think it's going to be, in my eyes, it'd be like a rapture the other way around where it's like all the creative people and all the queers and all the people that are super loving and like ascend. And everyone's like, what the? I love that. Yeah, right? Beautiful there, like, and very clean. And I think that's amazing. But yeah, it's like ascension. They talk about like us basically existing like in physical body or in sort of the homo luminous. I guess it's more sort of a different structure to our, our body that it's heaven on earth, that it's basically living life like with a lot of different gifts and a lot of different experiences that are available to us being at that higher vibration and with an awakened population. Uh, But it seems like it's not like it's that there's just going to be a different kind of reality, kind of a separation. It kind of seems like that Marvel movie, you know, where people go somewhere and they come back. Like, I don't know. Isn't there one of those Marvel movies? (laughs) So, you know, wife swap like the back of your hand, but then Marvel (laughs) movies, they're just like guessing. You're not even trying with the Marvel movies. So January 15th, I'm really excited to hear you get into this. We'll be talking about channeling and you've been going on a very interesting, beautiful journey with channeling. So you want to explain, explain Lucy? Well, I am glad as well that that um, my mentor, uh, she's going to be on as well because Krista is somebody that I've known for a while and I've watched her channel. And so when I finally decided that I didn't want to just kind of poke channeling with the stick like I have been for the last few years, I've sort of like kind of step into it and then back away. Like I reached out to Krista because I'm just like, yeah, like I think that she owns that gift beautifully. And I just love how she utilizes it to pull through divine wisdom. She's always channeling um, Mary Magdalene as well, which I think is amazing as well as um, a lot of different, I've seen her do a lot of different um, entities and beings and crossed over No, typically I don't see her do crossover loved ones, but she is a medium, but she's going to talk about channeling and what it is. And she's just very, very good at explaining things. Um, But essentially it is being able to connect um, with either a a guide or an ascended master or your own higher self or your own guides and be able to channel through the information um, and basically turn off anything with your own mind and just pull through the energy. I see it as like being a kind of an energy translator. You don't really know what's coming, but you just get into this like kind of flow state where things just come out. And I have the awareness, especially from starting to work with her or even like Lucinda, who was our guest last time, she pointed it out and she's just like, well, sweetie, you're channeling already because it's a natural state for us to be in where we have those moments where we're just talking without thinking and things are flowing out of us. And you look back and it's like the perfect thing. It's really just being plugged in right to source, to higher self, however you want to think about it and pulling through um, all of that information and being being the being the channel is just being the translator of taking it from energy form and translating it into word form and so i think it's amazing i think it's beautiful i've been reading a lot of channeled books lately well a lot by like two you know i've read two <laughs> channel books i'm reading one of them now uh but i really i've been really having this like hunger for like the channeled works as well because i think well when we listen to abraham who or mm-hmm. Esther, who doesn't actually call it channeling. I feel like, do you think she's like stayed away from that term because she doesn't want a stigma? Well, I mean, I think people go after Esther. So she probably has to be very careful with their wordage because we've read some of the hate for 
Esther slash Abraham. So she probably is very selective about those. But I love that you say like we're, and Lucinda is the one that originally brought it up, that we're naturally in a state of channeling. Like in mm-hmm. recovery, like when we do panels or we go to, to speak about, you know, the things that we've overcome, we call it God consciousness. Where you yeah. don't, you don't like write it down. You don't think from like ego. You don't try to sound like grand. You just speak from the heart and soul and it's God consciousness. So I think that, you know, those people that have really realized their, their gifts, they can really bring that in naturally and just be like the filter for it or like the translators. And people don't have to have yeah. this big stigma where it's like scary or weird or evil. So I love it. I love that you bring it down to earth, so to speak. Hmm. Hmm. I love grounding it back down in the practical. Um, we should probably pick up the pace a little bit if we're going to go through like these other topics because I think we're just like so enthralled with them. We're just like, oh, we're so in love with these topics that we're going so deep that like we just need to, we just need to have a well, little visit with each well, topic and then well move then, on. Well, then shut the fuck up and get to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so January twenty second is addiction. We're finally. I feel like it's surprising that we actually didn't start there last season, right? It would be too expected, I think, for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're finally talking about addiction and you know the weight it has on one during the Earth experience, their spiritual experience, uh, the different tools and mechanisms to really come at peace with your addiction and those who have, you know, stories of addiction or been affected by addiction. And that's something we really want to look at people that not necessarily are addicts themselves, but have been, you know, witnessed someone they love going through addiction and how to be that support and what kind of stories they have to bring to the table. And then on. Yeah. By the way, hmm. if there's people that are watching that feel like they are like, Oh, that's totally me. Or I know someone perfect. Like, definitely reach out to us because we're still in the process. Well, we really haven't started that much yet other than Krista. We are starting to plug in guests ahead of time for these topics. So we would love to have you reach out and let us know. And like Solange even has a form um, for people that are interested uh, because yes, I think we want to see both sides of things for addiction, not just someone that's walked through the path of addiction, but somebody that's been on the other side of it, right? Like having a child or a lover or a sibling that has had an addiction journey and the impact on them. So you tell me to touch on things real quick and then you're just rubbing all over it. You need to. So should we just do January? January 29th. Yeah, we've just done January. We're doing sort of like the, I guess, dance for people between like, or or the flip, people that have made a flip between a more organized religion and spirituality. So we're going to have one guest that has like a, like a Doreen Virtue, right? Who's maybe not that extreme, who was spiritual and then went into a more organized religion, whether that's Christianity or Buddhism or whatever that is. And then the opposite, somebody that is um, went from being in an organized religion, maybe being Christian, Catholic, et cetera, and then stepping more into the, the spiritual side of things. Or maybe even somebody that sort of has a foot in both because I'm meeting more and more people like that. Um, and then February... Are you setting that up so I'll do it? Oh, we're going to yeah. talk about Twin Flames on February 5th. And not only did Ashley and I get really, really going on this topic, because 
Ashley's my twin flame, but a lot of people ask about it. They mention it. They have curiosity about it. So I think it's going to be really exciting on February 5th to finally dive into twin flame and what mm-hmm. that actually means, you know, not just the romantic, like, oh my God, I found my twin flame. Cause sometimes as we we're talking about earlier, you don't want to yeah. find a fucking flame, uh, twin flame in a romantic atmosphere. Cause they can go, <laughs> it <can> go cray cray. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that it's like really that the purpose behind it, like the spiritual purpose, behind it. And, um, that what I really loved about the article that you and I were reading last night was that a lot of the industry kind of targets towards people, what people want to hear. And so they feel like a lot of people see twin flame and they confuse it with soulmate. So we'll talk about the difference between the two, but they basically play to what people want, what they want to hear and not really the truth of it. Like how we were just saying that like, yeah, yeah, there's some there's a lot of messiness with that. You probably don't want that as being your kind of soulmate love relationship here. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. February 12th, near-death experiences. I think that's going to be an interesting one uh, because you have had a near-death experience yourself that you'll be able to share. You haven't, you've kind of touched on it, but you haven't probably gone deeply into it. I'll go deep. I'll go real deep. But but if anyone else has had their own experience or knows someone that has had experience, we'd love to talk about it. And if it was frightening for you, if it was, you know, for me, it was an awakening. It was a complete life awakening. But, you know, talk about different near-death experiences and the the impact it has on your your soul journey. What would you ooh about? Oh, because Susan Grau, who was one of our, she was our All Hallows Eve guest. Um, she, her spiritual gifts kicked off when she had a near-death experience as a child. And so I feel like, I'm like, oh, maybe we could potentially invite Susan back to talk about that. Because I think it does, for you, it was an awakening. There, there's definitely a lot of gifts that kick off for people during that. Um, and then February 19th, mm-hmm. I think... We're going to Christianity and, and Buddhism. Like, I think what our purpose is here from our, what inspired this is like, what's the common threads, like having different people that um, can speak to like their own relationship with that organized religion. And then basically talk about the common threads, because I think that we also um, just, we love looking for the similarities, not the differences, right? You're a thief. We, we both know where you got that from. <laughs> and then February 26th, another one we've been toying with for a long time is the transgender journey. Taking mm-hmm. a lot of the stigma out of it that some people may have. I know that I definitely did not understand at all the transgender journey until the last couple of years when Source really gifted me with some beautiful people in my life that really opened my eyes and, and helped me understand. So really bringing that to the table for everyone to understand and have respect for everyone's journeys. Mm-hmm. And, and do you want to talk about the last one on the calendar so we don't drag for too long? I'm excited yeah. about this one. March 5th. So um, we're essentially talking about like sex, magic, um, women and the Bible (laughs) and talking about how uh, a lot of things were stripped out of it. And so um, I know that um, Krista Marie Miller, who's also the the mentor that I talked about, um, she she's the first person that I heard talk about Gnostic Christianity, which is basically taking all of these different texts that were found, scriptures that were found that actually do match up. And it's basically saying that like a lot of things were removed from the Bible or edited out of the Bible to basically go along with what the agenda was like the word that, what, what was your 
your word in the the God episode that we had last season. The um, you had a word the that chicanery, is, the chicanery no. of the the church. That was your favorite <laughs> word that episode. Like that, um, yeah. That there's there's a lot of different things. Um, like Mary Magdalene, for instance, and her role that she's held uh, and her important role of basically supporting Yeshua or Jesus and like building his spiritual body. And she always talks about um, the the sex magic, really using that life force energy um, in a way that is spiritual. And that it's interesting that it does seem that it's kind of like the Bible is a lot of rules, I guess, if we see it through that lens that it's kind of like, do this, don't do this. Right. And like a lot of the more spiritual mystical elements of it, again, the lack of women, the women's stories and the women having powerful roles and, and things that they did as well. Um, we're stripped out of it. And it's like knowing that sexuality and our bodies, like if we just even think about the patriarchal cultural shame that's been <laughs> really wrapped around sex in the body and all of these different things, our sexuality, even like, I think that's why, um, there's so many people that are turning against uh, like the gay community as well, because it's, it's a different, it brings up sexuality in a way that they don't want to talk about it. Right. Well, what really drives me nuts about how it's the interpretation of the Bible that really drives me nuts. Because if you read the Bible and there's some amazing stories in there with morals and, you know, some teachings and the way, like, I'm not trying to knock anyone's religion. I respect, you know, people that like yeah, are loving Christianity, but like it's a like Greek mythology. There's a lot of stories that they have a moral to it and a lesson from us, but we just go so gung ho on like trying to turn it into this rule book and you're going to burn an eternal hell if you don't follow this rule book. And it's like, yeah, the, what what's missing from it? And it's been re- rewritten by man so many times. I would I can't wait to hear about the basic texts and the the women that have been stripped from it to make it a more male centric rule book. So yeah, no, totally. And I have to be finished. I'm hoping by then of like reading um, Magdalene manuscripts. So it's like channeling of Mary Magdalene and her talking about her being this initiate of Isis, who's one of the Egyptian goddesses who is all about sex magic and about like her role and her studying this basically from a young age to have sex, I guess, with Jesus essentially and help him build his spiritual body. And they talk about all of these different um, ways that that happened. And uh, it's just really interesting because I feel like sex and religion seem like they just don't go together. And I think that's why I find it so fascinating is to really see it through this different lens to, to really be like, wait, like there's it does make sense, right? That like we're meant to experience ecstasy and pleasure and things that feel good and and that we were put into a place to feel good. And it actually makes me feel like, like thinking about like STDs as things that maybe the government at some point started to spread around to turn people away from sexuality and sort of being like, you know, like, right? Like, no, I know you think that I get all, but like I started to read about this and I'm just like, yeah, if we know how powerful these energies are, I mean, come on, potentially. <laughs> Maybe the gas companies involved in it as well. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think I love, I don't, gosh, it makes me like, it <laughs> aggravates me about sex though, because sex is something we're supposed to experience and there's purity and beauty behind it. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to explore that with you and your conspiracy theory that syphilis was created by the government. 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, well, what was the show that you got me really into? Pose, right? Like, wasn't there something about, po- like, didn't Pose talk about that at one point that AIDS was introduced to basically eradicate the gay community? So if Pose can say it, why can't I? <laughs> That's okay. All right. You got me. You got me. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Solange is laughing at my theory. Well, you know, you guys, some shit's going to come out. So we'll just let, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens when the aliens reveal the truth. (laughs) You just want to be able to say, I told you so later on. That's your favorite thing with me is when you're right. Sir, sir, are you confirming that I'm right often that I know what the fuck I'm talking about most of the time? Can we get that on record? Solange, Solange, can you write that down? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, one more question. Did you do your homework on alternatives for the ritual, other amulets to use and such? I thought about it. I reflected on it, actually. (laughs) That's the theme of Winter Solstice, but... So it talks about different amulets in the ritual that we have in our group. And it's like, oh, put the pentagram or the tiger's eye. And so what I think is that everything is based on intention. Um, I mean, for a, the one of them says a leaf. So first off, just go outside and grab a fucking leaf. And you can use that <laughs> in place of an amulet. <laughs> There's a lot of them right now. And that's the gardeners came recently. You can. are you trying to ad lib your way out of this no well no i actually did think and i was like well if everything's based on intention like um for tiger's eye i'm like if you really don't have something if you're thinking about like you know air for instance and you're just like what do i what do i put if it's representing that certain amulet just like draw either draw that symbol uh, or write that word like onto like a piece of paper because honestly it's it's just about intention. So I don't really think that the specific amulets of that ritual are important um, as much as the intention. That's okay. my perspective. And also, I sometimes I start to really go the complicated way because our fucking minds, like that they go in complicated ways. So I always try to be like, well, what if this were simple? What would that look like? And that's what I came up with. So you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Oh my God. <laughs> the brilliance of Ashley. Okay. I mean, I totally accept that, but I just my I simple love- mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but just real quick, like it for it for air, it does call for the tiger eye. Is there anything that you personally would think of the top of your head if you don't have your tiger's eye available? Even though I know you have the tiger's eye available. Yeah, I have it somewhere, but honestly, I feel like what I would look up is um, it's more of what it represents. So just like go and look up like what are the spiritual properties of tiger's eye and see what jumps out at you. And I might just write certain words like on a piece of paper that hold that intention, but really hold that energy as well while while you're writing it. Um, I think that if there's something, I mean, that's the air was the one that really caught me up, right? Of like, what's like a thing that you could put there that represents it. I do think that if you do have different cards that you use at home, like different Oracle or tarot decks, I do think that that might be easy to like take different photos, right. Or different, different things like, um, that represent it and just place it there. I think that's another easy way. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to, I want to ask about the rest then. Mm. Okay. 
Did right, you, you think you would have you would have done it more complicated? I think that that's that's just like to me like it's I want to make it simple so that it doesn't stop people from overthinking doing the ritual. Oh, Simone uses feathers for air. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Simone. All right. Anything else we want to touch on during this beautiful time? I'm glad to see your face again. Glad that we're holding this energy in the space. And we'll be back on the 8th. I miss you. I know. We haven't really even gotten to see each other in like physical reality because of all the COVID stuff. And yeah, oh, wow. we haven't at all. I mean, originally that was our intention behind the scenes. We were going to go on this break, really see one another once a week really develop mm-hmm. some things like really get this like rocking on another level. But you know, our, our health and the health of, of people around us is most important. So we've been doing it this way. And usually when we have our own zoom meetings, we end up talking about weird shit and showing each other videos and drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Basically we've really spent like several hours thinking about our, our new branding and logo and colors and like, Really, right? <laughs> yeah. And asking about my dating life and how horrendous it is. So, yeah, but I'm glad we're holding this space again. And I love you. I love you. We will see. We love you as well. Mm-hmm. And so we will see you all, I guess, January 8th. I don't think we have anything mm-hmm. January 8th, but we do hang out in our Rebels and, and Misfits community, our our group we have our podcast oh yeah leave us a review Solange has a if you help us help others by leaving a review because that's how help us help you you guys if you want to change the system you have to (laughs) work the system and the way that the system works with the podcast is that popularity wins so the more (laughs) So make the the unpopular people popular. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys, if you want to change the world, leave us a review. It's going to change the world. (laughs) Changing the world one review at a time. One podcast episode at a time, you guys. On that note. Thank you. I love you. Happy holidays. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs>